Entrepreneurs are 100% focused on their big idea, as it should be, of course, but investors and early customers want to know the finances are solid. Today, we talk with Johnny Walker from Ruled Outsourced Accounting and CFO Services and Alex Lee from TrueWind, AI-powered bookkeeping and finance software for startups. Together, they're forming a partnership to help companies launch that are investable and ready to win. Welcome back to another edition of The Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great companies. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And this is another in our continuing series of partnership podcasts with Johnny Walker of Ruled Outsource CFO and Accounting and Consulting Services. Ruled are the startup finance experts, and this group of programs is examining the state of the startup world, including the importance of financial reporting and how Ruled has helped their clients to achieve their goals and financial success. Welcome back, Johnny. Great to see you again. Thank you, David. Great to be here again. And we're thrilled to meet and welcome Alex Lee here in our studio of TrueWind AI-powered bookkeeping and finance software for startups, along with one of his clients, Michael Ewan, head of finance at Super Annotate. Gentlemen, thanks for making the trip into New York and joining us today on The Angel Nest. David, Johnny, great to be here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. Johnny, tell us how you and Alex are forming a partnership now to offer a broad range of uh, ever-increasingly valuable financial services to startups. So, well, thank you, and I really appreciate you guys being here today. So, Ruled, uh, I think, as most of the listeners will know, we've been in the business for for a while of providing outsourced accounting services uh, to exclusively the venture-backed marketplace. And I think we're all very um, much aware of the technology trends that are occurring and the emergence of AI. And what is a very exciting moment, I think, in an industry that's relatively established is this ability to adopt AI. And so the, I think really the opportunity here is to take a, a firm that really understands the market, providing services, understands what investors need from startup reporting, et cetera, and fold in that true technology element that really gets at what the benefit to the customer will eventually be of improved efficiency, improved accuracy, and improved insights in the platforms. So those are some of the reasons that we are, we're thrilled to be thinking about a partnership with Alex and Truland. And Alex, you have that great term AI in your, in your name and in your methods of operation. Um, so tell us where the market's headed and uh, how you're incorporating that to get a better result for clients. There's no shortage of companies that throw AI into their tagline nowadays, but if you look back just, what is it, nine to 12 months, many companies didn't have that. We were born on the heels of ChatGPT, and so we built everything from the ground up, AI native, rethinking workflows using AI, specifically generative AI and large language models. Uh, Our starting point has been with other venture-backed companies, really to understand the workflows of what it is that they do, what the main pain points are. But at the end of the day, what we want to build is a AI co-pilot for accountants, for financial analysts. We don't believe these jobs are going away. We believe these jobs are going to be more and more important going forward. And when you get to permeating this profession with artificial intelligence, it opens them up to work into other areas. There's this whole landscape of private markets that has not been tapped into, only the public markets is. And so what does an accountant, what does a financial analyst that's 50x more productive with AI look like? That's the vision we want to realize. And so this tool needs to live in the hands of accountants, and that's where the partnership with Rural is so exciting for us. That's great. And Michael Ewan, tell us about Super Annotate and what your experience has been using outsourced accounting. Yeah, so Super Annotate is a 100-person Series A startup uh, focusing on providing data management infrastructure uh, for leading machine learning teams. Um, 
our experience with outsourcing accounting is kind of a necessity. You know, we it, it's very rare at a startup to have sufficient headcount uh, to build out accounting internally until you get to a Series C stage. Uh, so we very much need it in order to move fast. Um, and so we have been happily outsourcing our accounting functions for the past uh, four years. And how did you come to meet Alex and uh, sign on to Truwind? Yeah, so it was actually earlier in the summer where I think a lot of people were interested in ChatGPT. Um, and I was curious to find use cases um, within finance outside of ChatGPT, which was pretty rare. And so the first place I went to search was Y Combinator. Um, and I found Truewind as one of the very few finance-oriented um, AI startups. And so I, I just reached out and asked if we could, uh, if we could chat. Um, and we took it from there. And how much more efficient has it been for you to, to partner with Alex? It's been great so far. Um, so we, um, we closed our books last month, uh, 13 days after the month end. Uh, which for us was was kind of an internal record. Um, you know, would love to continue seeing progress there. Um, but, you know, we're also just, um, Alex and Truwin are really responsive. We kind of do everything in Slack, um, which startups love to say. But, you know, we can get an answer within within hours every time. So it's been a wonderful partnership. It just seems like this is a process that has been around for so long, right, forever in practical terms. Yeah. And yet, um, there seems still to be so many bugs in it. So I had a, one of my accountants this year told me that they wouldn't be able to get to our tax return or to get to our audit until July or August. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we literally had to push the date of our annual meeting in order to accommodate the, the auditors. Yeah. And it, it just seems like in 2023, with all of this technology at our fingertips, that, that ought not to happen anymore. Yeah. No, I think this is where the really compelling opportunity is, is to is to take, as we were saying, you know, you've you've got processes and and and, and methods that are largely people driven with very basic platforms. And really the opportunity, as you guys know so well, is to augment that and to bring in technology that really helps. I think it's it's great efficiency, but also improve the insights and the actual value of the data that you're getting. And so much I think of that is is lost right now. And you're you're seeing this opportunity head on. The history of accounting is fascinating, right? We've It's been around ever since humans uh, learned how to broker a simple trade. And you would have thought, okay, when JavaScript came out in the late 1990s, accounting is only a set of rules with numbers only. We would have figured out accounting by now. 25 years after founding JavaScript, here we are, the same old mess. And our thesis is... Accounting is not just numbers. There is meaning behind the numbers. There is context in the numbers. If I buy a cup versus you buying a cup, it's mean, it could mean two different things. That information is stored in natural language, and we haven't had a means to get that at scale until now. This new technology with LLMs allows us to assign that piece of information that is stored in natural language into a computerized form. Yeah. So, Michael, I'd like to ask you, since you're the startup in the room, or, or one of the startups in the room, mm -hmm. you know, how early on you found accounting to be a priority? Because as angel investors, we never think that some of our founders get serious about the numbers early enough. Mm -hmm. And we really want to see and understand that they're putting some emphasis behind that so that we can have confidence in the numbers. Mm -hmm. I think there's various degrees to it, but essentially, whenever you want to get serious about raising institutional capital, you need to have your books in order um, because your VC investors will not be, you know, digging into your financials 
um, they'll trust that you have the proper infrastructure and the proper accounting partner in place. Um, so, you know, if, if you're very early stage, that can be more simple where you're, um, the founding team is looking at uh, a simple P&L every month. But when you get to kind of the Series A stage where we're at, uh, it's a real necessity. And how much easier is it to start from scratch than to try to go back and unwind uh, <laughs> a year or two or three of activity? I would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> but many people do. Many people do, and I don't envy them. <laughs> so, Alex, what does AI and accounting actually mean? How does uh, – you know, AI isn't a machine that you run something through for a more accurate answer, right? How Can you tell us how – uh, those processes actually work to increase the accuracy and the speed. Do I have five minutes or five hours? <laughs> There's a lot of ways to think about this. I'll try to keep it brief and let Johnny and Michael chime in. I think about it from the lens of an AI agent versus an AI workflow. An AI agent is something everyone understands because of ChatGPT. You write something into a text box and it responds, which is a fantastic innovation, product innovation by Sam Altman and the team at OpenAI. The limiting factor here, I think, is what do you write in there? I don't know about you. First time I used it, I had to click one of the bubbles that they provided, a recommended prompt. Now I'm learning how to interact with an AI. So that's, that's, that's one angle. The other angle is an AI workflow. Take bill pay. An invoice comes in, a human needs to read the invoice, input information into a system, and then trigger a approval for the payment to be sent. That is a workflow that can be taken up with AI. Invoice comes in, no one touches it until it's on the other side, it's been fully processed and is ready for an approval. I think the implementation of AI is going to be a gradual implementation of both, a little bit of workflow, which will invite a little bit of agent interaction, and then another workflow, and then more agent interaction. We can't just assume putting a text box there means they would know how to interact with it. We need to encourage their interaction, and that comes in with the workflow mindset. Mm -hmm. Michael mentioned how we were finance and accounting focus. I think that's so important. What we're doing, we're using AI, many other companies do, but we think about it specifically from an accounting and finance workflow perspective. And then we'll bring in an AI assistant to be able to chat with you. And then another workflow, and we yo-yo back and forth. Yeah. I, I'm just going to make a comment here that one of the things that we've heard in the marketplace is the, or comments or adages that's out there, is that um, a lawyer who uses AI is going to take the job of a lawyer who doesn't use AI. And I think it's definitely the case that for accountants, it's going to be exactly the same. The degree to which the accountants can actually absorb that AI capability into what they're doing day by day is going to give them the competitiveness in the marketplace to really be still exist in the job in, in the coming years. I think it's going to be so critical. Mm -hmm. Is AI going to have a positive impact on fraud? Is it going to be harder to be dishonest now with AI? Mm. Who's kicking this one off? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. My view, it's hard for me to say because I wasn't really a part of the early developments of the internet. Um, I was a kid when internet first came out, so like the sound of that dial-up phone internet sound, you know, it was very near and dear to my heart because I remember how bad internet was, you know, mm -hmm. in my childhood and how quickly it got better. But I rem seem to recall in the early days of the internet, you click a button, but you're not sure if that button's going to do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And then the early days of fintech, I click a button, and I'm not sure if my money actually moved to the other bank. Mm -hmm. Now there's no doubt it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think AI is in that similar category now. We trust ChatGPT to give us answers, but then uh, let's 
if it's really important, we might need to verify it. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question more head on, yes, it will eventually. It will tackle all these areas of fraud. But the evolution of AI is still a very long journey in front of us. Think about how much the internet and cloud has evolved over the past 20 years. These are early innings of AI. And yeah. so any company building in it today needs to future-proof itself to all the yeah. changes in the tech coming up. I'd say from a um, from an accounting in a, in a company in a startup sense, I think a lot of it is perhaps not about sort of um, purposeful fraud. Uh, well, actually, hopefully none of it's about purposeful fraud, but really it's about sort of mis accidental misrepresentation because you didn't have enough information available when you put the accounts together. And I think a lot of that kind of missed context exists when you're putting startup accounts together. And I think really the opportunity here is having that AI agents, assistance workflows, they're actually able to connect every single piece of data that exists in the company and the organization and do that correlation, do that sort of probabilistic detection, whatever, that makes it a much greater likelihood that you're accurate in what you're putting forward as the accounts. Mm -hmm. Like I think those are the opportunities where we're going to le lever a ton of value out of AI. Quick shout out here. Like that's the kind of comment and insight that comes from Johnny who worked boots on the ground, service level with the customers. That's the type of stuff I don't think about day to day, and that's what, you know, I need to hear from him. Mm -hmm. That's why the partnership is so strong. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Does the user experience change? Is the average user still putting their stuff in QuickBooks, and, and, and it all happens on your end, or is that whole experience going to change? I think that's still an open question. I'm curious, Michael, if you thought about this too. Our view is... QuickBooks, Zero, as well as a new company, Puzzle, they built a new general ledger. These general ledgers work great. They're not easy to build either. It takes a lot of money and takes a lot of time. It doesn't make sense for us to recreate them. So we work in tandem with them. We're very friendly. We like to say we're general ledger agnostic. As for, like we're, look, we're looking at AI today and there's a lot of neat features. There's a lot of neat use cases. It's unclear how it ultimately platforms out. Who knows exactly what that means? I think right now is figuring out how to deliver very tangible value using AI in an affordable way. And a lot of the long-term business playouts, TBD, I think yeah. is a little too soon to say. Yeah. yeah, I have some perspective on this. I um, So we as customers of TrueWin, right, we don't, we don't see the technology on the back end. So I, I don't know to what extent Alex and the team are using AI in, in the workflows. What we care about is just getting our books on time, mm. Yeah, right? And so I, I, I'm pretty agnostic as to how they get there. They could get there by just having the best service and having the best accountants out of anyone on the market. So to us, we, 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 don't, we don't really care so much as long as we get the output every month. Actually, and David and I were just talking about this before you before you guys came today. Um, I remember I was at a, an event where Fred Wilson was talking about Web 3.0, and the comment he made about it was, it's going to take off when the consumer doesn't have any sense that Web 3.0 is part of the implementation framework. Right. Like they, don't, they don't have any association of buying that. They just experience an improved, vastly improved um, you know, product experience. And I think the same, I think you, you just illustrated it perfectly there. It's not about, you're not going to go and buy from an accounting company that uses AI. You're going to buy from an accounting company that gives you a, a more timely result, more accurate, more dependable, better insights for the company. The fact that they are using AI to do that is of no consequence, essentially, in your buying decision, mm -hmm. I would say. Totally. Yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. I'm going to call Johnny and Alex and see if I can move my annual meeting back to May <laughs> next year. <Okay>. Totally. <laughs> We're on it. All right. Uh, Alex Lee from True Wind. Michael Yuan from Super Annotate, Johnny Walker from Rural. Thank you all very much for a really interesting discussion today. 
Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks. Thank you again, David. You can find contact information for our guest today at our website, theangelnest.com, where you can also reach me. If you know of a company or an exciting opportunity we should talk about, I'd love to hear from you. My email is david at theangelnest.com. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff at the beautiful Art Deco Film Center building just west of Times Square in New York. Thanks for listening, and here's hoping my fellow angels and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.